And welcome back to another episode of the Double Dunk Podcast. My name is Brendan D. Thanks so much for tuning in today. One week away from the NFL Draft officially. We're going to talk some wide receivers today. We're going to talk about the latest kind of surround the NFL Draft. What's the latest rumors? What's swirling around in the NFL rumor sphere? No one else is doing with them. My man, my friend, Mr. Eric Warnsey is back. What's going on? Not much, Brendan. Not much. Happy to be back. And that just hit me right there. We got right on about... One week, seven days away from the NFL draft. That gets me rather fired up. I am very ready for it to be here. I am kind of sick and tired of uh, watching people skeptics, um, like figuring out where people are going to go. It's uh, yeah, that time every, of year. I feel like I get this feeling every time around this, the one week away mark. Yeah, the rumor boys are out, and we're gonna be we're gonna be rumor boys. Yes, in this episode. So. Okay, why don't we start with some rumors surrounding the NFL draft? I want to specifically start with um, the Houston Texans and kind of how they control this draft. So they hold right now the second overall pick in the draft and the 12th overall pick in the draft. So they are a big player in how the draft is going to shape up. There's rumors uh, swirling around that they're not fully bought in on a quarterback at two. What do you make of this? Because I think this is crazy if they don't take one. I think this is absolutely insane. I wonder, part of me wonders if how, I guess when they hired D'Amico Ryans, how big of a voice were they giving him? Were they giving him big time input? Like what's his say on this? Because I'm assuming D'Amico Ryans wants a Will Anderson on his defense, wants a, I I don't know. He gets his blue chip defensive player. Exactly. They can still get a nice defensive player at pick 12. Like, mm-hmm. just to to not take a quarterback at two, I think, would be a huge mistake by the Texans. I also am not buying this rumor. I think this is a smokescreen. I think maybe they're hoping somebody makes a desperate trade proposal or something. The only way they don't take a quarterback at two is if they're not drafting at two, in my opinion. I have a little bit of a theory. Maybe they've really liked Bryce Young. And then when Bryce Young was rumored to go to the Panthers, I, I think it's kind of, well, I don't know if it's set in stone. Last time we spoke, we were like, CJ Stroud's going to be the pick. Exactly. And it's all kind of flipped apart. It's all kind of flipped on its head right now. Bryce Young is the overwhelming favorite. He was minus 1,200 yesterday on FanDuel. I don't know if you've looked today. It's probably oh. something close to that. But he was minus 1,200 to go first overall yesterday. There's like rumors that, did you see Brady Quinn yesterday talking about CJ Stroud didn't go to Manning camp? Yeah, and he like pushed him he up. Never committed he, to it. Yeah, and then people like Jalen Ramsey clapped back at Brady yeah. Quinn, called him a bust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that shit. I need more trash talk from oh, players on Twitter, man. man. Need more of that shit. But uh, yeah, apparently CJ Shard didn't go to like this Manning passing camp, and he never committed to it originally. He wasn't paid for it. I, I don't think there's any knock on CJ Shard's character. I think that's crazy. But just I, I personally thought Bryce Young, or I still think Bryce Young is the best player in this draft. It sounds like that's where the Carolina Panthers are leaning. So maybe the Texans are kind of like, okay, now the Panthers are going CJ are going Bryce Young. We're not going to get him. Do we have a similar grade on CJ Stroud? Is he worth the second overall pick? And if he's not, then we take a defensive player. If there's any truth to it, that's where I think this is coming from. But just like in general, like, what are you going to do? You're going to run out neck again? You're going to run CJ Mills or Davis Davis Mills? with CJ Mills? <laughs> where the hell did I get CJ Mills from? CJ Miles, Miles used to be a basketball player, right? Raptors. He was a Raptor. Okay. 
Well, Davis Mills, I don't think you can run him out again. Like, this is what you're going to bank on getting the number one overall pick again to try to get Caleb Williams or Drake May next year. Like, that's a terrible plan. Like, you're at the the number two overall slot. They tried to tank last year. They failed at yeah. it. Or they Number two overall is still like a – they accomplished their goal last yeah. year, which was tank. So use that pick on a quarterback. You actually just made me think of something, though, that – I didn't think of previously, which was they could have been 100% in love with Bryce Young. Yeah. And I didn't think of that angle where that can be kind of a, well, they don't, they're forced to do go with plan B. So they don't want plan B. They want plan A. And if they can't get plan A, they're blowing up plan B. I don't know. It, yeah. Cause like maybe they have similar grades on the other three quarterbacks and they're thinking like, okay, we can take a guy at two, like the best offensive player available, Whale Anderson, Jalen Carter. Tyree Wilson's even getting thrown into this conversation. I like Tyree Wilson more than most, but second overall is is fucking insane to me. Even third overall is insane to me. Um, so maybe they're thinking like, okay, we can get a defensive player there. Then we can trade up from 12 because they also have the 12th overall pick from the Cleveland Browns from the Deshaun Watson trade. And then we can use that pick to trade up to get maybe a quarterback that falls. That also seems like a risky plan to me. They it's it's so ridiculous how much power the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals hold in this draft. Like the two worst franchises, I guess it kind of makes sense. The two worst franchises hold a lot of power in the NFL draft. Sort of makes sense, but like the Texans, in my opinion, like I still I I put the Arizona Cardinals as the worst team in the NFL. Like I don't think banking on getting a pick in the top two next year is a good strategy to have as an NFL franchise. Take a quarterback when you're at the top of the draft. Like just do it now. But you need to have you need to like the guy. So it depends on if they like a CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, whoever, whoever they entices them. Yeah, if they stay at pick two and take a defensive player, and it is Will Anderson, I'm not gonna absolutely hate the pick like shred it to shreds. Like I'm really really high on Will Anderson. Maybe that's probably the pitch D'Amico Ryan's is selling right now is that he is a. Hall of Fame caliber edge player, which I tend to like. That's what Whoa. I project him as, and that I'm a, I'm envisioning D'Amico Ryan's using that as his selling point into trying to get them to take Will Anderson at two, and that I can understand. Taking any other defensive player other than Will Anderson, Jalen Carter is the best defensive player in this draft, Fornzi. I liked Anderson more than Carter before all of the yeah. off the field stuff, and I'm going to stick with that take. I think. Will Anderson has that Alabama IQ. He seems so smart. He is. So, he, apparently, he's like really like, yeah. like off the field. He's like as good as it gets. Yeah, he just seems like a day one professional and like just a stud right out the gate. I'm the thing with Will Anderson is like his he's six foot three, two fifty three. Like that's not in a crazy body type. Like if he's not Miles Garrett. Like there's gonna be other six foot three, two hundred fifty three edge rushers coming in drafts like later, right? Like, I had Theo Ash on the podcast, and he made a great point. Like, are you thinking Will Anderson's the best edge rusher over the next five years? Like, that's what you're. If you're gonna take him two, that's what you need. You're taking him to be a generational talent. I get it. He had production, like especially in 2021. Like he had an insane year. He had 15 sacks in 2021. He graded 89.8 on PFF. He was a monster. A little bit kind of fell off a little bit in 2022, but like I just I feel like there's going to be better edge rusher prospects coming out of later drafts where you're going like I can't see Will Anderson being a 17 and a half sack guy for his whole career. 
I, I think Will Anderson is fine. If, like, can pick four or five, but like taking him at two seems wild to me. If the Texans do that, if this was last year's draft and it's Aiden Hutchinson or Will Anderson, who are you taking? Yeah, Will Anderson probably would have been the first overall pick last year. Yeah, yeah. and I think Aiden Hutchinson at two was a great pick for the Lions. Last year, but there weren't quarterbacks on the board. Team. Like, if you yeah, take no, Will Anderson I'm, over quarterbacks, is I that, think the Texans should take a quarterback. Yeah. No, no doubt in my mind that would be the decision I make. But if they are sold on a defensive player, to me, it's Will Anderson. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. I believe in that generational type of talent. Like, I think the best three players we talked about this last episode, the best three players in this draft, in my opinion, are the quarterbacks. So fucking take one, Houston. Yeah. Don't be stupid here. I agree with that. But I don't think just because you're a second overall pick, you have to be like top five. If you're a second overall pick, shouldn't you're you're hoping your career is a decade? Well, I'm like, pushing back on just the generational talent aspect of this. I don't think he's that. I think he's a very, very good player and worth the fourth, fifth, sixth pick. But like a two over these quarterbacks to me is just doesn't make any sense. And like I, I have him, I, I think he's a much better player than Tyree Wilson is. Like Tyree Wilson doesn't have a lot of production. Like it's almost like you wish you had Will Anderson's production built into Tyree Wilson. Then we're talking generational player. Yeah, I guess I just I understand the body type concerns, but I guess I just believe in that the talent and production. Just watching him play football, you're like, I want that guy on my team ASAP. Like every single possession, he makes a play. Will, Bryce Young, sorry, is not. He's still minus. He's still minus twelve hundred to go first. CJ Shad plus eight hundred. Is that well, worth a little sprinkle? It's getting to sprinkle. Territory. Yeah. Anthony Richardson plus twenty five hundred. Your boy Will Levis, Mister Mayo and the Coffee plus seventy five hundred. Who does it have number two overall odds? Uh, number two is Will Anderson plus two hundred. He's the favorite right now. Oh my god. Oh wow. This is what ha every year there's, the but I'm not buying into this rumor still. Yeah. I, even though I guess Vegas is buying into it, so maybe I should. Wow, I, I didn't, know. I didn't expect that. Tyree Wilson's also plus two ninety. CJ Shep plus two seventy. Will Levis plus three hundred. It's very clogged up there. The, yeah. Vegas has no idea what's going to happen with the second overall pick. That's what this shows me. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody could. Mm -hmm. The other team that like I brought up the Texans controlling the draft, and the other team is the Arizona Cardinals. What I'm really starting to think is as the days go by, why haven't they traded this pick yet? We talked about this before the episode. Like, why hasn't this pick been moved? What is taking so long here? They've definitely had offers. Like, you're telling me they haven't had good trade offers yet? Why are we waiting so long? Yeah, what what date did DeAndre Hawkins request a trade? Why isn't that Yeah, like, that yet? was... Like, this team has assets right now in DeAndre Hawkins, Buda Buda Baker, Baker yeah. the third overall pick. And nothing. They're asleep has at the wheel. <laughs> what are we doing here? Fucking Gannon and his boys oh. doing absolutely nothing. Like the Cardinals are they're... like they're cardinaling. Nothing's changing here. Their their owners sending sketchy text messages with burner phones. They're you know they're, they're gonna take a defensive player third overall, not trade out. Like it's fucking. I don't know what the Cardinals are doing. They're still trying to figure out if it was John Kime or his doppelganger <laughs> down in Steve Kime. Steve Kime, yeah. John Kime's a reporter for the Washington right. uh, ESPN. But yeah, yeah, maybe they're Steve still trying to figure Kime. out who uh, was it a DUI? What charge did they something get? Something down in Mexico. Something greasy. Something yeah. sketchy in Mexico happened. Steve Kime, or was it the offensive line coach? We don't know. Steve Kime's doing like radio hits and he's doing on podcasts right now, like trying to give advice. It's like, buddy, we're literally the worst <laughs> general manager of the league for the last eight years. It's a, I want to do. I can't believe he had that job for that long. I, it baffles me. And I, I, 
I hate how poor. I don't want to get into a Cardinals. We we ran to put the Cardinals. Yeah. I feel like every episode I could go off. I could tee off on the Cardinals right now. I don't know what they're doing. I don't get understand why this pick hasn't been moved yet. And the more the days go by and the minutes and the hours, I'm thinking they're going to sit pad of three. Like it sounds like this is where this is going. Would- and take a fucking Tyree Wilson who had eight sacks. Like it's Yo. like the, it's like the Trayvon Walker shit all over again from last year. This though. What this, let's talk about what this benefits. Now it would be the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, quarter. I think it would open up the draft like for teams to trade up, and that's kind of where I want to transition next into this. I think there are like four to five teams that are super interesting for trade-ups right now. The Seattle Seahawks at five, I, I would not count out yet to move up to three. Or I don't know about four, but they would have to jump the Colts. because Or two. Yeah, if they if they really like a quarterback, right? Like there's gonna probably there's gonna go one one at four. You got to get ahead of the Colts if you're the Seahawks, right? So I think they're really interesting. I think the Lions are still really interesting. I don't know if they're going to trade up from six or 18 potentially because they also pick 18. The Tennessee Titans, like, what are they doing at quarterback? We haven't oh. heard shit about Ryan Tannehill all offseason. Tannehill still has like a 30 plus million dollar cap hit going into next year. They definitely are like, I, I have. I have a hard time believing that they like Malik Willis in that How building. <laughs> yeah, so like they're they're a team that screams trade up. I think they're at pick eleven. They're right behind the Eagles. Uh, I could be wrong there. Um, they are pick eleven. Yeah, yeah, pick eleven. So like those teams, uh, like there's yeah. a bunch of teams. If, if the Cardinals don't take a quarterback at three and they sit pat, or they don't trade out at three four a quarterback for another team and sit pat and take a defensive player, it like completely opens up the draft for chaos. That would be wild. That would be wild. And the Raiders at 7-2. They're another yeah. team. And I guess, yeah, we're going to be doing a gambling episode yeah. eventually. And that is uh, right now just hitting me that this top of the draft is really murky right now. Yeah. I have no confidence in any bet currently Nothing. in this top. Maybe after pick one, I don't know from 2 to 9, 2 to 10, what is going to be happening it's chaos. Another, th- quickly before we go over the wide receivers, I wanted to talk about the offseason in general. I've been very underwhelmed. What yeah. has happened? The biggest move of the offseason so far is Jalen Ramsey moving to the Dolphins. That's the yeah. most talent that has changed teams, in my opinion. Like Lamar Some Jackson. Free agency? Like, yeah, but what? like, what? who who was signed a free agency that was big time? Yeah, you're blank. I'm blanking on you right now. Yeah, like Lamar but Jackson, he hasn't changed teams yet. Of course, that's dominated the offseason. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. What is, what is the worry <laughs> level in New York Yeah, that that trade hasn't happened yet? Because I'm getting worried. I want that. The boogeyman should be gone. The bad man needs to go. The bad man needs to go. <laughs> he's still, Get that trade done. I for, completely forgot he's still a Packer. Yeah, well, telling you, him saying I want to go to New York threw a huge wrench in this. I think. Yeah. Just him just randomly going on Pat McAfee. Like, there's no way, what? no way that the, the Packers GM didn't break his TV in half with a drop kick. <laughs> just livid out of his mind because pick, what is the Jets? Jets are pick 13? Jets, Jets are pick 13. I They're, think that, th- that pick just came off the board by Aaron Rodgers just showing <laughs> his hand. Definitely what's going on is it's just like, we want pick 13. Not happening. Okay, well, call me when it's happening. That's that's probably what's going on right now, right? Like, I don't know what else they're negotiating. Like, the, the Jets probably don't want to give up 13. The Packers like, well, fuck you. You're not getting it unless you get picked. You're not getting it unless you get give us pick 13. I that's guess. the only thing that makes sense. Why is this taking so long? Yeah, is a game of chicken right now? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like, call me when you're budge? giving up pick 13. That's basically, and the Jets are probably going to have to do it. 
I think the Jets hold tight. The whole like, there's no way Aaron Rodgers is walking back into the Green Bay <laughs> Packers locker room. Yeah, but if you're the Jets, don't you want him like in the building in April to like, hey, here's your t- wide receivers you're throwing to. Go to the go to the high school field and throw some passes throughout the offseason. Get through the offseason programs. Like, it's almost like a leverage. Like, let's my ball sack is bigger than your ball sack moment right now. Yeah, you didn't. Rogers send all his buddies down to up to New York. His buddies are already there. He's going to yeah. just come in. Al Lazard's there. Nathaniel uh, Hackett's the OC, maybe. Yeah, we, wait, we're we're playing the hits. Randall Cobb or no? I don't know if Randall Cobb's in there. I, I think he, they were, uh, he was talking agent. to him. Yeah. yeah, if they sign Randall Cobb, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> they almost signed OBJ. Like Their wide receiver room is like already, already stacked. Okay, that's a good segue. Two, the wide receivers. Warrens and I are going to discuss who we believe are the four best wide receivers in this class. Um, we left the fifth off, who we'll talk about at the end, and then we each have kind of like a sleeper or two that we want to throw in there. Mine's kind of a deeper sleeper. Just a heads up. Deeper sleeper. Deeper sleeper. <laughs> that was a weird one. Okay, let's start with the unanimous number one wide receiver in this draft class. You and I believe, and majority of the people that watch football, I think <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. Mr. Jackson Smith. And Jigba is our first wide receiver we're going to be talking about. He is from Ohio State University. Jackson Smith and Jigba is six feet tall, 196 pounds. He is 21 years old. He will be 22, like midway through next season. So he's still a young kid. And it is N Jigba. That's how you pronounce it. Did you know that he added N Jigba onto his name in high school? To it was like a something for, uh, I think his grandfather passed away. So he was just Jackson Smith. And Jigba's a great addition. Way cooler. I agree Jackson with that. Smith sucks. You got to throw the Jigba in there. But, okay. I, hit guess, me with- I guess his brother did that too because his older brother plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pirates. Yeah. The MLB. Yep. So. Canaan. Is it Canaan? Canaan? I don't know. I didn't say it. I think, <laughs> it's, like, yeah, I think it, it's like C-A-A-N-A-N. Canaan. Yeah. A lot of guys in this draft class that have had to figure out how to pronounce the nations. Oh, my God. Like. Like there's some tough ones. The the, the north defensive tackle from Northwestern, um, Adabare. Uh, Don't mind him being a bear. Yeah, Felix Uzama, Adubuke from, uh, oh, from Kansas yeah. State. There's some there's some word salads in this in this year's draft class, but some solid names. But anyways, let's get back on track. Jackson Smith and Jigba is our number one wide receiver. Give me your uh, give me your little opinion on Jackson Smith and Jigba, Mister Eric Warner. All right. I don't want to be Mister Debbie Downer. No, let's fucking poo poo some people. Why not? I'm low on Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'm low on this wide receiver draft. You're low on Smith and Jigba. Like as a, I don't see him as like a number one in an offense. Okay. I think he's a complimentary piece, and I think he could be an incredible complimentary piece. But he's a, he's a slot receiver. Yeah. He so he strictly played in the slot um, last year. So not last year. So he didn't play. Um, let's let, we should probably said that at the beginning. He only played three games last year. So he had a mm-hmm. hamstring injury, so he didn't play much in 2022. In 2021 is when he really balled out. Uh, five, 1,595 receiving yards, and he had 414 pass lineups. 367 of those were in the slot. So, like, if he was to go into be a wide out, like a, an X receiver or a receiver on the outside in the NFL, it would be an adjustment. Oh, a big adjustment. His strengths, he's a really good route runner. He's a terrific. He's got terrific feel for defenders in space. Finds soft spots against zone coverage very well. Um, 
the speed was kind of a concern. I guess he didn't want to run the 40 at the combine. Was it because of his hammy or what? Yeah, what I, I think reason? I actually personally believe it was because he didn't want to put up a bad time to, to drop his draft stock because he did right. all the other drills, right? Because so. he was number one at the three cone and number one at the short shuttle. His three cone was insane. 6.57 three cone is out of this world. The best in this class. His shuttle was the fourth best ever at the combine. Like his quick feet, like he's going to get open in the NFL. Yeah. Um, sophomore season was single season records for catches and yards at Ohio State. Like his that single season he had was off the charts. He incredible. was better than Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, he had, had four point oh one yards per route run in twenty twenty one, which is better than both of those guys. Yeah, and that kind of unfortunately you'd have to. I almost look at. Do you look at that as a pro or a con that he had this incredible season, but he only had one season of production? That's the thing. Like your bank. Like you're banking on him to return to his 2021 self, and because like he there's no there's no statistical production at all in 2022. He only played three games. He had 40 pass snaps. Yeah, the player comp for Jackson Smith and Jigba is Julian Edelman. <laughs> okay, I never thought of that. He as a short route, really really good slot receiver. Julian Edelman might be a Hall of Famer, some people think. I don't have him in, but some people think just because of the postseason numbers, which Edelman's are so high on the uh, catches. Was he an, Edelman was an undrafted free agent, right? Was I think he? He, I, yeah, we're comparing him. The NFL's no. a wild world. Yeah, but like that's the type of player he is. No, like, I know. Uh, I'm, I'm not blaming you. I'm not like saying it was a bad comparison. It's funny, like... We're comparing the potential number one wide receiver in this draft class to a wide receiver who wasn't that's drafted. That's why I'm low on. <laughs> that's why I'm low okay. on him as a overall wide receiver. Like on the depth chart, I don't think he can be your number one, which is why I, I think it's crazy he's going to be a top fifteen pick. I would have him like late first. Like if you took him in the twenties, I'd be okay with it. But I. I think for this guy to go top 15 is really, really rich for me. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you there, politely. Still love you, <laughs> but I disagree with you. I think he's worth the top 15 pick. Um, like I think that 11 to 14 range is a sweet spot. Let's remember how good he was down the stretch in 2021. Do you remember his Rose Bowl performance against Utah? Like 15 catches, yeah. 347 yards, yeah. and three touchdowns. And then, like, against Nebraska in week nine of 2021, 15 catches, 241 yards, one touchdown. Like, he had over 100 yards in five straight games to finish the season. He was the best wide receiver on a team that included Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Now, I understand that he only played in the slot, but the way the NFL works now is you can do that. You can be a slot-only receiver and be productive. We've seen it from a ton of receivers. I think Jack Smith and Jigba is the best receiver in this class. I don't think it's really close. And I think he's worth a top 15 pick. I know I understand the size kind of uh, restraints on him and the speed restraints, but this guy's going to get open in the NFL. He's he's an unreal route runner, and he's going to make a team happy. He's going to be a I, – I, I get what you mean. Like, he's a complimentary piece. You probably want a number one beside him. Like, I don't think he's a Devonta Smith prospect or a Jamar Chase prospect or any of those guys from that 2020 class, 2021 class. Like he's not Justin Jefferson or – Yeah, like, he. I, I think he's – the best wide receiver in a bad class, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I still think that. he's going to be a baller in the NFL. Like, I still think this kid's going to be nice. Right. And I I completely agree with that. If he's on the right team, if he is asked to be the number one option, 
I don't like his odds. Yeah, you have to line him up in the proper. Like you can't just let him go on be on the the field side and just say you're going to be our receiver. It's not going to work. Exactly, and that's why I think a top pick is rich for that type of player. Mm-hmm. When you kind of got to hope that that slot role, you should you got to be able to find a slot receiver. You don't need to use a high. Mm-hmm value pick on a slot. Yeah, receiver. but like slot like the way the NFL's transitioning is like slot like a lot of these guys we're gonna talk about, a lot of them play in the slot. Like the lot is, like, I guess I I should say that I'm gonna be negative on all these guys. <laughs> I don't have what a else lot is of new neg words he negative? No way man. I wouldn't I other than other than the Jigba, don't know if I would take another wide receiver in the first round. I don't think I have a first round grade on any guy other than the Jigba. See, like, yeah, that that is that I can debate with. Like, I just like this kid's like, like just his twenty. I can't get this twenty and twenty one production out of my head. And the way I kind of look at receivers now is age. Are they young? He is. He's only twenty one years old. Does he have crazy production? He does. Yeah, twenty twenty one. He did, but yeah. he was hurt last year. Was he on a good team? Yes. Like he balled out on a good team in the biggest stages. Like this kid just screams to me. Like, he for has, the next eight years, he's going to be in the top 15 receiving, no matter where he falls. He has an elite trait, and that it would be his route running. Yeah, he's like, he's elite, so good in the short field. Like he's his an quickness. elite route runner. There's no question about that. Okay, uh, next on the board. I oh, I'm don't know who to put as wide receiver two. Can I throw it a crazy take? I kind of may like Jalen Hyatt, number two. Am I wild? Uh, I don't know yet. I still want a couple more days to think, but because I didn't want to rank these guys yet, I have like I know who I like all about them. I just I don't know how to rank the next three. The more I watched Jalen Hyatt, the more I was impressed with him. And I was a big Quinton Johnson guy and Zay Flowers. We're going to talk about as well. But Jalen Hyatt, man, the kid can ball. He's going to be. I think he's going to be a deep threat in this league. Is that who you want to talk about? Yeah, let's just well, why I already set it up. Why not? Um, right. he, in my opinion, he's the best deep threat in this class, and I don't think it's close. Four point four yard, forty yard dash. Second most deep yards in the FBS last season. 20 catches of 20 plus yards. He had five catches of 50 plus yards. 58.3 success rate of 20 plus yard targets. That was number one in the FBS. He can go up and get the ball. Like he can jump and get the ball. He's pretty, like he's not amazing at contested catches, but he can do it. He was the best player on the Tennessee offense for Hendon Hooker to attack. And this, like one of the big reasons, like I know this may sound silly, but why I really like him. He scored five touchdowns against fucking Alabama, Warner. If you score five yeah. touchdowns against Alabama, you're going to play good in the NFL. That's kind of how I look at it. I don't want to put Deshaun Jackson comparison there because I think Deshaun Jackson was way faster and more of a deep threat, but I got get D-Jack vibes a little bit from him. That type of player, yeah. for sure. And that's why I, I like Jalen Hyatt in the sense where you can envision a role on an NFL roster for this guy, and that would be running vertical routes. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can run every route in the route tree, but he can run vertical routes extremely well. So you're going to use him primarily as a deep guy. I don't see him ever being, you're never going to throw maybe a screen pass or two. Like I don't really see him running over the middle. I don't really see him running outs. Those types of routes, he's just not gonna. That's not his game. Yeah, like he dominated from deep slot routes. So he ran. So he had four hundred twenty-five pass routes in twenty twenty-two. Three hundred and seventy-one of those were from the slot. So he was like a burner uh, from the slot. Like he ran vertical routes from that area, which 
NFL teams love nowadays, right? NFL teams want players like that to take the top off the defense, to open up the outsides, open up the middle of the field. So like 1,200, over 1,200 yards last year, 18.9 yards reception, 15 touchdowns. Like that's really good production. 3.27 yards per route run. That was in the 95th percentile of the of all players. I don't know, man. Like right, the man. more I think about this kid, the more I think he's wide receiver too. I don't hate that take. Yeah. But again, this isn't a guy with an, another one year of production guy. Yes. He only he had under 300 yards his previous years. He wasn't a starter until last year. Mm-hmm. That's fair. He's also 21 years old, so he matches that profile. Like he's six feet tall. The weight thing is is really key here. He's only 176 pounds. He, like he'll get bodied on the outside in the NFL. Like he's got. I don't know if he can put on more weight. Like he's kind of got that Devonta Smith almost lanky frame a little bit. So I don't know if he can put like how much weight he can put on. But I, I just I, in today's age of NFL, I think he's a really nice fit. Yeah, but again, I I am very concerned the fact that he can only really fulfill one mm-hmm. role. That's why I wouldn't have him in the first round. But I could buy the take that he is wide receiver too. But I guess there's a guy that I'm going to sl- throw out as a sleeper that I like better for that role, considering I think he'll be a later pick. Okay. For like a deep threat. Yeah. Okay. That's Jalen Hyatt. Yeah, like I don't – I wanted to open up his take to you today because I, I don't know if I'm crazy. No, I feel I like I'm losing my mind. Crazy. This wide receiver class, like we talked about, I'm not big on. Not and I usually man. love wide receiver classes. Like I'm always excited to dive into them. But Let's talk next about the guy that I would have wide receiver to. Okay. Or I originally did, but you just talked me into Hyatt more. I don't. <laughs> Again, I'm not, I'm not yeah. there with the take yet, okay? I, I might be. I wanted to lay it out here in a comfortable space. I think it's Quentin Johnson. Okay. Hit me with him. What do you like? All right. Quentin Johnson out of TCU, six foot two, 208. So that's your prototypical build for an outside wide receiver, which is what you would want Quentin playing. I don't know if it's Quentin or Quentin. It's Quentin. 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 Okay. Quentin. Like like a tin with a quen. <laughs> right on. Quentin. Here we go. And John Stin. He's got a cool name. Okay. Why did Quentin not run the 40 at the combine? Do you know? So I don't know exactly what happened. Um, he did run it his pro day, which was a four five one. Which are we happy with that? I think it's fine. Worried? I was I, I I thought it was gonna be um I thought it was gonna be uh I thought it was going to be higher than that. Like, I thought he was going to run the middle of the four fives. What does worry about Quinton Johnson was 7.31 three cone. Oh, I didn't that, know that is bad. Do you know Cody Mock, the offensive lineman from North Dakota State? He had a 7.33 three cone. So, oh. like, that's what scares me. Like, his short cuts is what worries me with him. But let's stick on the positive side of things. Keep going with the positives. Positive side of things yeah. is he has the frame, size, speed, explosiveness. He's one of the most physically impressive wide receivers in this draft, yeah. just from body type and when you look like at Like, he's the a guy. true X receiver. He can play a true X. Yeah, he's got that height, but he's got stop and start ability. He shows up after the catch. Once he gets the ball in his hands, he can make plays, make guys miss. But I guess the, the biggest con I would have on Quentin Johnson is he has this body and the frame. But he doesn't really play like a T. <laughs> yeah. Higgins. Like, he doesn't play like a T. Higgins. He doesn't play like what you would want to see a big body frame type guy. Is he a Witto softy? <sighs> I, <don't, laughs> I would never use, call a football player soft. Yeah, I'm just joking. He plays more of a finesse game 
when you want to see a he's that power forward in hockey that you just that just doesn't hit anybody. You're like, use that body, use that frame, hurt other players on the field around you. He has that type of ability, but he just doesn't use it. And he's not very good in traffic. I guess that would kind of be the same similar thing. He's he's got a he had a few drops. He had a few just off time. A few drops. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eleven point eight percent drop rate, which is in the bottom like twenty percentile of all these wide receivers. So that is a huge issue that he needs to figure out. Right. And he gets away with, or sorry, he gets antsy in traffic. Like I said, he kind of sees hits coming, and that leads to his drop rate. He yeah. He predicts what's going to happen. He's not like the best hand catcher either. He likes catching balls in the body. Yeah. Which I don't and blame. Hey, I would have done the same thing if I'm receivers. I mean, but this is the guy I would say you late for I could see if he goes in the late, late first or early second, I would be okay with that. I think you see the ability and you see with a little bit of a little bit of blushing, a little bit of edge work, you know, you could turn this into a real nice. Yeah, get piece. him in the building. We'll see what we yeah. can do with him. I could buy him as a late first. I wouldn't do it, but because he's a wide receiver and teams go crazy over wide receivers, he'll probably be a first rounder. There isn't a player in this draft class that I went into it loving because I love watching him at TCU this year and I made a lot of money off of him. Like I bet, I remember I bet his over yards at Kansas. That's when I really fell in love with him. He destroyed the Jayhawks this year. 14 catches, 206 yards and a touchdown. Then he followed that up against Oklahoma State. Eight catches, 180 yards and a touchdown. And I was like, who the hell is this kid? This kid is amazing. And then like I remember I didn't bet for a while on him. And then I went back at it at Kansas State. And then back at it against Michigan. Like I made, I loved watching Quinton Johnson during the season. During the draft process, I have fallen on him a lot. His his, his combine um, numbers and pro day numbers haven't impressed me. The more I've watched him just like on the all 22 angle and seeing what he does outside of routes, that doesn't impress me. Um, I think he's probably my wide receiver three. I think that's almost tied with Zay Flowers, but I have some serious concerns with his game. I already brought up the three cone. 7.31 three cone is not good. That is a bad time. His drop rate is really a concern. 11.8% drop rate. That has to be fixed. And the big one here is his contested catch rate. 34.8% contested catch rate. As a six foot two, 200 pound guy, that can't happen. You are a massive man. You got to be able to win 50 50 balls. And if you're losing 50 50 balls by 16%, you're not going to have a role in the NFL. So that has to be fixed. But like some positive, he's a monster with the ball in his hands in open field. Like he can, like you don't want to tackle this guy. He's, he's a big man. Like, so he can make guys miss. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's got really quick feet at the beginning of his routes. Like he's really good at like kind of, Faking, um, faking out DBs and getting getting vertical downfield. So he's got that vertical stretch to his game, but like there's just some kind of big flaws for me for a first round pick. I think I would still take a swing on him in the first round. Like I like the profile, the age, the productions there. Um, but like as a wide receiver three or four in this class, like there's a lot of question marks just considering his size and the lack of production and the stuff you're supposed to do with that size. So. That's where I'm at with Quinton Johnson. But he's a legit X receiver in a in a class that doesn't have very many of them. So like I, he, that's he, exactly why I would have him as wide receiver. Two yeah, like you could definitely see a team the, going like we'll get this big body guy because not a lot of other a lot of other receivers like him. So right on. Anything else? I'm good for You're good on QJ. QJ? QJ. Quentin. Okay, next one. Zay Flowers. 
from Boston College. We like a Boston College kid. Come on down the Double Doink Podcast. Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers is five foot nine, 182 pounds. He's 22 years old. He's going to be 23 in um, September, so a little bit of an older profile. What do you make of Mr. Zay? Zay F. I just noticed he was born on September 11th. Yeah, I know. 2000. 2000 yeah, so one, one year, year before. He would have been that's, one year old. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. He, he also know he has... Four, he has 13 brothers and sisters. No way. Yeah, he was born into a family of 14 11th kids. 11th kids yeah. of 14. Holy smokes. Dane parents- Ruger just has everything <laughs> yeah. you could ever need to know about a prospect. Man, Zay Flowers' parents just couldn't keep each other off each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the player awards. What do you like about Mr. Zay Flowers? Zay Flowers, pros, speed, 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 speed. He ran a 4.4. Four. We have 4.4240 yard dash. That is in the upper percentile. He better run that fast because he's five foot nine. Yes. So he is a smaller guy. Again, he really kind of only projects as a slot receiver. He knows how to avoid contact when climbing past first level defenders. You make guys miss that type of stuff. Get this guy's ball in the hands in space. And that's when he's fun to watch. Top end speed, he has to be accounted for whenever he's on the field. You're not going to catch this guy from behind. He has the breakaway speed. Picture a, what is he, a poor man's Tyreek Hill? Is that? Yeah, Tyreek Hill's obviously got way more burners to him, but similar body type. Hill's a little smaller, but I can definitely see the comparison a little bit. Right. That's kind of like what I was thinking watching him play. Again, another guy I don't have as a first rounder. Okay, that I'll disagree with. I think he's a first round pick. I right. think like I, if you're taking Quinton Johnson in the first round, I think you're taking Zay Flowers in the first round. I think he's a top thirty one player. Okay, That's what I have in my notes so, here. I'm I'm really curious to see what his over under is on FanDuel when it comes out because if it's if it's like thirty two and a half, I'm hammering the over. This is this is the guy that I think teams are going to fall in love with just from like right. his production. Of you Boston. can see you can see the role he would play in your NFL yeah. offense immediately. It is kind of like a. Ga- would you call it like a not like a gadget player? No, like, like I think a- he can be a legit number two deep threat wide receiver. Like I think he's worth taking in the first round. Like that's why I'm starting to consider him better than Quinton Johnson. Like the more I watch him, the more I like him. The more I watch Quinton Johnson, the less I like him. Like I'm kind of my I'm all over the place with these wide receivers. But I think Zay Flower is a first round grade. He's an explosive athlete. He's very quick and sudden with his movements. He had really good production at Boston College with a very bad quarterback. He put up over a thousand yards receiving and a passing offense that was very bad. He was the number one go-to there, like seventy catches for one thousand seventy-seven yards, twelve touchdowns, which is awesome. He was first team All ACC. He broke the record for most receiving yards by a Boston College receiver there. Yeah, yeah <laughs> how many lot. receivers yeah. have been at Boston oh, College? Matt it. Ryan went to Boston College, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what if you have Matt Ryan there? Oh, like, he's you like know what the... I mean? He's the first Boston College receiver drafted since 1987. <laughs> <laughs> so they just don't produce wideouts there. Um, but like he had 12 catches, 20 plus yards. I think that's real, like that is great production there. His drops are a little bit of a concern. He had nine drops last year, a 10.3% drop rate, which is in the bottom 25 percentile of the NFL. So that or the F, uh, FPS. So he's got to get better at that. Pretty good at contested catches. Like if you watch some film, you can get up and get the ball on deep routes. Fifty-eight point three percent contested catch rate. Um, I, I think this guy's got something. Uh, I uh, I wouldn't take like I think like the twenty-five to thirty-two range is a nice sweet spot for Zay Flowers. 
um, just like his ability to kind of like shift around, make people miss, get down deep downfield is a is a pro, is a profile that uh, NFL teams are going to like. So this is a guy that I got my eye on for our betting episode next week because I'm really curious to see where uh, where his over under is going to be. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm a big arms length guy, and uh, <laughs> he just has the smallest wingspan. Like twenty nine uh, and a quarter inch arms is tiny. He's got the really the smallest wingspan in this receiver draft class. He's just got a small catch radius, so I don't I don't project him as like a downfield like really big time. Well, yeah, he's probably not going to make contested like as many contested catches, but he can do it. I see him as like a line of scrimmage type guy. Get this guy the ball and. Like, you know, the type of throws that are designed runs, really. Mm-hmm. Like, get this guy the ball in his hands ASAP. I don't see him really running downfield deep, and that's why I wouldn't take him in the first round. I think that's – he's, a to me, a gadget, like, secret weapon type guy. I don't view him as a first-rounder. He's It's funny. Like, he had 10.4 yards of average depth of target, which was 340th in the nation – but he had 12 deep catches, which was 30th in the nation. It just feels like he was completely used wrong at Boston College. Like his, he's got like, like he, he has was t- real speed. He yeah, like he was elite. 20th in he had 20 screen catches last year. Was 55th in the nation. So like he's got like he can get deep and he can do the screen game. Like I just I think he's gonna be a useful wide receiver. Like I think he's a plug and play right away. He can go be a number two or number three on a team right out the gate. I I, I the more I like I think we're disagreeing on this one. I like him, yeah. Mr. Zay. Or is he like more like a like a Quez Watkins type? No, no, no. He's a way better prospect than Quez Watkins was. Who's the guy that had a? I was thinking it was Quez Watkins out of this draft. Or no, maybe it's Quez Watkins might be Jalen Hyatt a little more. But like Jalen Hyatt was a way better prospect. But right, more just Quez like Watkins speed, was a fifth speed, round speed. pick. Yeah, but yeah, if Watkins was a fifth or sixth round pick, I think. So right. Anything else, of Mr. Zay? Those are the top four. You agree? Well, Dane has. Yeah, so I wanted to talk about this kid. Um, Let's talk about Jordan Addison from USC. He's 5'11", 173. He's 21 years old. He is on Dane Brugler's second receiver list. A lot of people, not not just Dane, don't want to single him out. A lot of people have him kind of in the top three, top four receivers. I'm really struggling to see the... To see this, like to see why he's a top five receiver in this draft class, like he is small, like 5'11", 173 is tiny build. Um, He gets bodied on the outside, in my opinion. He had really good production in 2021 at Pitt. So it's really like, like it's it's because he kind of fits that profile. You like that production, like 1,593 yards and 100 catches is no joke uh, two years ago. But then he transfers over to USC. He plays 11 games there with the best quarterback in the country. Let's remember, Caleb Williams is the best quarterback. And he had 59 catches for 875 yards and eight touchdowns. So, like, he had a drastic drop-off. I think he got bullied more this year. Like, he's got a really slim frame, like I said. Uh, I think bigger defensive backs are going to bully him. So, I'm struggling to see why he's a top-five receiver. I think he's worth a second-round pick from the production alone and his quickness and whatnot. But I I couldn't believe my... My jaw dropped when I saw Dane had him. Yeah, too, to love a Bru- love Brugler's yeah. rankings. He's one of my go tos, but I'm so low on this guy. I don't see his trait. What is his elite trait? Do you know what I mean? What is he's it's his route running? Like he's he's a he's like a discount J- JSN, but smaller and not as good. He 
if you want him to be taken out of the game, you just jam him at the line of scrimmage. In the NFL, I don't see how he has any sort of success against press coverage. He's going to be easy to take out of the game. 173 pounds. Yeah, at 5'11". And, like, it, and he didn't. He ran a 4'49". Four, four, exactly. Like, that yeah. was my next point. If you're yeah. 173, you better be in the 4'4s. Four mm-hmm. Low 4'4s. Four, to be 4'49". Four, four, I just see four four dot five, and I just think, yeah, like is it just too much looking at the forty? Because I know these guys are all so fast. It's is point zero nine of a second that big of a deal? Maybe that is an overreaction, but that number was expected to be lower. It wasn't. He went over to USC, got a bag of cash from Nil, right? Or Ni? Is it is Nil? Yeah, name image likeness. Yeah, NIL. So he got over, I read he got 1.2 mil out of that NIL deal to go over to USC. Took a step back. Didn't have nearly as good of a year as he had the year prior. Did the money in the bright lights of (laughs) USC have some? He dealt with some injury issues there. Like the USC offense just wasn't very, like it wasn't as electric as it was supposed to be. He caught 59 balls last year. 40% 40% of his catches last year were screen passes. Mm-hmm. He uh, screen catches. He had 23 of them. That was 34th in the nation. Um, and like he he can't break tackles. He only broke six tackles last year. 301st in the nation. Like when he gets the ball in his hands, he's going down. He reminds me of like a Tyler Lockett a little bit. Tyler Lockett's a little bigger, like a little thicker. But like, I don't know. Like, I, again, I'm struggling to see a first round pick here. I'm seeing mocks with this guy going like as early as 20. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That talk about rich. That's crazy to me. But a lot of people, a lot smarter than me, are saying that. So I. He, he played a lot of wide out. Like I think he might be better on the slot. He had 335 pass snaps last year, 250 of them, 253 of them were on the outside. So maybe if you move him in, inside, you can get better production from him. I, again, that's. A question for someone smarter than me, but I'm just trying to figure out what happened. And like, he doesn't pop off on tape for me. Like, he no, doesn't match the, the eye. He doesn't match yeah. the eye test for me. That's a big thing. So that's why we left him out of the top. Uh, the top four. That, like, I guess he's In involved in the conversation now. I actually think there's other receivers I might put ahead of him at like at five. I don't even think he might be the fifth best receiver in this class. I completely yeah. agree with that take, and it is gonna be every mock I've looked at today he is going in the first round that's crazy to me but it's the world we live in wide receivers are getting overdrafted in my opinion right now because teams are so needy for them and my take my biggest take from looking at this wide receiver board and doing this exercise was i'm so happy the bears got dj Moore in the uh, offseason trade because that was how to address the wide receiver position the new york giants you need to be banging down the Arizona Cardinals door right now for DeAndre Hopkins. Because you're not <laughs> getting Daniel Jones a weapon in this draft that is going to immediately elevate his... I love how you're just banking stock in Daniel Jones for 2023. This is I your am. guy. Are you planting your flag? Is this going to be well, your guy? I thought that they'd be getting him help. And I don't see how... if they, <laughs> They've got him nothing so far. They, they just got Waller. It. Yeah. <laughs> but if they don't Who get... Who can't stay healthy. Yeah. If they don't get wide receiver help... It's going to be hard for Daniel Jones to improve because he had such a good year last year with such poor wide receiver play. Okay, so this is interesting. While um, I was on, fa- I was just on FanDuel now. They have some player positions up, okay. some player totals. 
Zay Flowers is 22 and a half. Quinton Johnson, 26 and a half. So uh, Vandal thinks Zay Flowers is going to be the number two receiver off the board. That's wild. They're just like, I think that number is so rich. Zay Flowers, if you want to bet over 22 and a half right now, you have plus 134 juice. There's only a few guys. Yeah. The, I'm, I'm really surprised they have B. John Robinson already up. They have him at 12 and a half. Oh, I'm hitting that under. His under is plus 140. You think uh, he's going to go? You don't think he makes it past pick 12? I don't 12? think he gets out of the top 10. So where do you think like Atlanta's a landing spot? That's the only team I could see him in the top 10 going. Because we'll like Arthur Smith the loves the run game, Eagles. They're not taking it at ten. <laughs> I think. They do would. I do I eat a sock on Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> I can see the Eagles taking him at ten, and <sighs> it being a great pick. They need a running back. <laughs> I want Bijan Robinson Eagles uniform. I just can't. It goes against everything I believe in taking him at ten. But fuck, he's. Fun. I would like that pick, personally. I think he's a generational type running back and I understand running backs aren't as valuable anymore so taking like this guy's being compared to like Saquon I think Saquon was a little bit of a better running back prospect but I get it he's in that type of yeah. class and Saquon going number two overall wasn't considered crazy at the time so and it's people are overreacting <laughs> thinking about that he like, took him second yeah <laughs> oh good old Dave Gettleman so, but yeah, there's some interesting uh, over-unders here. Joey Porter Jr., 19 and a half. I like that over so far. There's only a few guys up so far, but I can't wait to dissect more of these position totals. Oh, yeah. um, okay, before we go, um, we have a couple sleeper wide receivers you wanted to throw your way. Why don't you start? I only really got one sleeper. Okay. So I'm going to throw out my guy from Cincinnati. I'm a Bearcat at heart. I am probably following uh, Luke Fickle over to Wisconsin this year. <laughs> I will be a badger come September, but he got so much heat for moving on. Like that's what coaches do. I know. I go get more money somewhere else. He had a great run at Cincinnati. Yeah. And one of the players that has benefited from that would have been Tyler Scott. He's a wide receiver, five foot 11, 185. Now this is a guy I'll be clear. I'm looking at as like a sleeper, sleeper, like third, fourth round pick type guy. But I, I see this guy fulfilling a role in an offense immediately, and that is the deep threat. Yeah, he can run, man. He can absolutely fly. His 40-yard dash at the combine was 4-4-4. And he can run faster than that. Apparently, it's considered in incredibly disappointing. Yeah, like that's 4-4 four, four is very fast. So, like, there was talks of him going in, like, the low 4-3s. Like, there's been rumors that, like, he wasn't – it was a bad day – I get yeah. it, but like his pro day forty was four dot three seven. And if he his game speed is a lot faster. If you just yeah. watch him on film, he flies. He's he's a four three five guy. Exactly. So I just see this guy as having an instant role on a roster. He is small. I don't envision him being much more than a deep threat guy. I'm completely okay with admitting that. But this is speed in your building, and as a fourth round pick, maybe late third round pick. I'd take a flyer on this guy all yeah, day. He was the best wide receiver on a bad Cincinnati passing offense last year. Um, he, like his tape, is, like he's so good um, at getting open downfield on tape. It, it's He was a really fun watch. I really like a Tyra Scott. I think you drop him in an offense, he's instantly wide receiver three, day one. Like I think a he's role. a plug and play right away. Yeah, I love a Tyler Scott. Um, I'm going to go a little wild here with my sleepers because, again, having trouble finding. Like I was going to go with Jonathan Mingo here, but John Mingo was in Peter Schrager's 
first round mock. Like he's no longer a sleeper. Um, because he I, I like his bodybuilding is more of an X receiver style. You can't find those guys in this draft class. So, but I'm gonna go with a name. I don't know if anyone's heard, like some people must have heard this name. I like an Andre Yosavash. Andre Yoshavash from Princeton. He's fun, man. This guy's uh he's he's a bigger wide receiver. He reminds me a lot of uh of Christian Watson from last year, like very similar profile in my opinion to Christian that uh, Christian Watson, six foot three, two hundred and five pounds. He's a burner. He was a track star athlete. I um, mean, in, in high school, he went to he grew up in Hawaii, so like he wasn't really highly recruited out there. Um, he's like like four point three forty yard dash. His ball, his size and speed shows up on tape. Consistently gets behind cornerbacks. 39-inch vertical on 50-50 balls, 68.8% contested catch rate in 2022. That's what you want to see, baby, from a big speed wide receiver. Like, like I said, track star in high school, he won a bunch of gold medals there. He ran a 10.71 100-yard dash in high school, which is really impressive. He has some production, too. He racked up 1,643 yards, 12 touchdowns, and 107 catches over the last two seasons at Princeton. Now, what you're, the thing is with him is like it's Ivy League. Like you're banking on a Princeton wide receiver to produce the NFL level. But like, in my opinion, if Christian Watson, when did he go 36 overall? Like I think Christian Watson was like an early second round pick. I don't see why Andre Oshavash should get out of the third round. I think he's going to go in the third round just because that big speed frame. I love this kid. He's one of my favorite players in this draft. I think he's fun. Really low on Dane Brugler's board compared to, uh, I compared to what I think. just learning about Andre Oshavash. Yoshavash. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Hawaiian. Yeah. Ivy League means he's smart. Yeah, there you can't, go, baby. Can't be a bad thing, but just from this quick read-up on Dane, like it sounds like this guy is just an absolute athlete. Yeah, he's the a amount of sports he played in high school is just ridiculous. Like if you watch just him every track <laughs> yeah, award, he did, he did everything. Like, like, yeah. like hurdles, relay. If you watch him, like he's so good on like in-breaking routes and he gets the ball and he can fly. Like he he's I don't think he's the prospect of Christian Watson, so I don't. I want to get that out there. Like I think Watson was probably worth that pick. I think he's like third round pick. He kind of reminds me of Mac Hollins and a Christian Watson mixed. And Mac Hollins won the fourth round of the Eagles. Mac Hollins is still producing at the NFL. Great like, special teamer. <laughs> hey, he put up seven hundred uh, yards for the Falcons. Like was it the the Raiders? Raiders. Yeah, he just signed with the Falcons. He just got another Remember contract. You- Remember he was doing the Selly downing punts at the one yeah. line? <laughs> he did the back. He has the and famous then, backpack Selly. The, was it him that did the Selly at the punt down to like the one yard line? And then Baker Mayfield came down the field. And yeah. Beat yeah. Them yeah. Right that after was that? him. Yeah. On yeah. His first game with the Rams. That yeah. was such a bad look. But like, hey, Matt Collins is still getting in the league making money. Like a oh, fourth I, round I, pick. I know, like, I and know. he put up, he produced it. Uh, like he had over 700 yards, I believe, for the Raiders last year. He produced to the Dolphins. Like, I don't like. I think he's better than Matt Collins, but like, I don't think he's as good as Christian Watson. But same kind of body type, bigger, like thinner speedster. I think we've talked. I think we spent enough time on Andre Yoshibosh. I'll be looking out for him now, forever, forever. I will be looking out. I for wanted Andre. to get greasy with this one. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because um, like, there's not like. Again, we're, I'm just I think we're low on this wide Yeah, I think we're repeating class. the same thing. Like, I'm low. There's a couple other guys I like. Like, I like an At Perry from Wake Forest. Um, he's a six foot three, one hundred ninety eight pounds. I think he's a bigger slot receiver. He's produced at Wake Forest. I like him, but I think he's probably going to get overdrafted. Jonathan Mingle, in my opinion, is going to get overdrafted. I also like uh, I like a Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. He's more of a small speed threat, but he's going to get overdrafted. Basically, like I think a lot of these guys are going to get drafted too high just due to the lack of talent in the wide receiver. I agree, man. Couldn't agree more. All right, anything else? You ready to go get your heart broken again? Yeah, fuck the Leafs are on. Here we go. 
in 27 minutes. So let's get out of here. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. It would be so appreciated. Like, subscribe, anything you can do to help us out. It would be, again, really appreciated. Eric and I will be back at some point early next week. Maybe one, two episodes we're debating on how we're going to attack this, but at least one uh, NFL drafts a week away. Tons of good content, um, tons of cool interviews. I interviewed Dane Brugler, interviewed Matthew Bergeron, offensive tackle from Syracuse, Canadian boy. He's going to be the f- top Canadian draft in the NFL. He was a fun kid to talk to, so you can listen to that. Tons of great content, Double Doing Podcast, and it's not going anywhere, but we will talk to you later.